Welcome to the People's Choice Award podcast, brought to you in partnership with Tier One People and FinTech Australia. The Finneys, Australia's largest and most prestigious FinTech awards are fast approaching, and we want you to be part of it. Sponsored by the Victorian government and major partners Vocus and SwiftX, the Finneys are a chance to celebrate the amazing people, incredible innovations, and remarkable resilience that the fintech industry is known for and built upon. Fintech Organization of the Year Award is sponsored by Vocus. Thank you, Vocus, for your support in making the Finneys a reality. We look forward to seeing everyone on the 9th of June in Melbourne. And don't forget to make your vote in the People's Choice Awards. I'm joined by David Link, and he's CEO and founder of Verency, and they're in for FinTech Organization of the Year Award. David, welcome to the show. Dexter, thanks very much for having me. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show. We've not had Verency on before. Um, so I guess for myself and the listeners, could you tell us a little bit more about Verency and what you do? Absolutely. So Verency is uh, an Australian headquartered global fintech. We are over five years old now and we are an enabler. We're plumbers. Um, we're a white label SaaS company and our clients are banks, um, processors, um, and payment networks, um, all on the issuing side. So those that actually issue payments credentials to people who pay. And uh, as I said, we're plumbing, uh, but we do one thing and we actually help uh, banks and processors to accelerate innovation, particularly around the moment of payment. Brilliant. So there's a a lot of competition in the the space. Um, What would you say differentiates Verency from, from the others? Yeah, well, uh, there's there's starting to be, if you look at what we do, we, we enable innovation around that moment of payment. And we're particularly focused on enabling third-party value-add services um, to be rapidly delivered in a standardized manner um, by a, a bank or processor where, you, you know, you actually have the largest, uh, the largest audience. And so when we started, we actually set out to solve um, you know, this problem, which didn't really have any competition at the time. It was the, the competition is actually a bank deciding to do this themselves. I and couldn't think of any harder competition to get around there, David. <laughs> no, absolutely. In a way, so we have to have, you know, rocks in our head to have, you know, to have started this. But I've spent, you know, my background was 30 years at Accenture um, in, you know, running bank mergers and in implementing major transformations. And we'd seen this problem you know, I'd seen this problem in the industry and, you know, specifically made a bet that there was going to be a battle for customer relationship around the moment of payment. Mm. And that that was really, you know, what, you know, the people that are sticky there, um, it's really not about the form factor per se, that's part of it, but it's mostly about the fact that there are services that people deem valuable around that interaction. And, um, and then you go, well, what's stopping a bank or banks from actually implementing anything around this area from driving greater engagement? And it comes back to the fact that 100% of, of banks and processors are sitting on kind of issuing legacy technology that is 20 to 40 years old. And migrating away from it is not um, is not a possibility because of the expense and the time of that. It's typically mm. hundreds of millions of dollars. 
And so we, um, you know, set out to design a, an API platform that specifically first and foremost was designed, um, you know, for the infrastructure of the largest players in the world, as well as the smallest and could be, um, could take out a lot of the risk um, that a bank or processor would see in doing exactly this. So that's probably the differentiation is we set out to design a platform that was focused first and foremost on being uh, something trusted, very secure, highly scalable, low latency um, that a, a bank looked at that aspect of it first, second and third, and then said, ah, this is enabling me to design fully personalized credit card, or mm. this is enabling me to enable my customers to save in the same way that Acorns does or to donate to charity. Um, so we looked at it first and foremost from solving that industry problem, which is how can I save time, money, and effort for a bank and be trusted. So easy to buy, easy to implement, um, which meant we had to get the kind of the iceberg below the surface right first, not necessarily the part that you saw. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. So not the functionality it was, yeah. was uh, we focused on that second. So I guess that, that kind of forewarning that you had around the point of payment, We've obviously seen the buy now, pay later space just absolutely explode in the last kind of 12, 18 months. Um, would that be an example of where kind of banks now are seeing kind of imminent threats to their kind of you know old models and, and now see Verency as being a part of the solution? Yeah, so we, we actually are one of the one of the things we do enable banks to do is to um, you know have different funding sources um, attached via their existing debit and credit payment methods, um, including the ability to connect up uh, buy now pay later. Um, I think you know it's really all about. Uh, banks, you know, realizing that they've got to drive greater engagement or they're going to get their lunch eaten. Yeah. And, um, and that's really come to a head, particularly post COVID um, because, you know, everybody and their grandmother's using zoom and paying digitally and that kind of bar whereby banks need to be digitally enabled has all been raised. And so then you go, well, actually, how do I differentiate? How do I actually drive greater engagement? Because banking products are all, commoditized, they are regulated. And so you go, what, what makes the difference between uh, one bank and another bank, or even a FinTech that's now offering um, banking services or a neobank. And it actually comes down to, you know, services of the type that we enable. So, you know, one of our clients, a uh, large banking group in the Middle East, you know, launched the world's first completely personalized credit card. And, you know, enables customers to change everything about their product and their benefits all the time from the loyalty points they earn to what they burn to the um, rewards they have. And that's their method of differentiation. And, you know, they've been able to grow massively because of it. Um, but it's that now focus on how do I differentiate? How do I drive greater customer engagement? Um, and every bank um, is looking to do that now. And in part, buy now, pay later, you know, absolutely the success of Afterpay and Zip and the others at Klarna and the others in the market are helping to really, you know, drive that awareness because consumers are now themselves in this one space, obviously voting with their feet. Yeah. Now it's a really cool um, kind of story that the Verency one, do you want to share with our listeners a little bit about the five-year journey that you've been on? Certainly. Well, we, um, uh, we started in, in the kind of platform we've developed uh, it was one where you, 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 it's not two guys in a garage because obviously then, you know, as a processor or a network, uh, nobody in their right mind would buy it. Um, so it took us probably two years of development of the platform before we could actually start to commercialize. Uh, so 
Um, we've had, you know, a fantastic team uh, over the years here in, in Melbourne. Our tech team is, is based uh, here in, uh, in Melbourne. And uh, so we had about two, two and a half years of, of tech build um, to the point where the platform is fully automated and, and ready to deploy on a global basis. And uh, then we, you know, we've got uh, commercial teams, uh, small in, in geographies around the world. So in Silicon Valley, in the Middle East, in Dubai, in Singapore, in the UK, um, and have been, you know, out um, initially getting clients that, you know, wanted to innovate first and now uh, more and more across the board. So we've, you know, we're pleased to be working with clients such as Volt Bank here in, in Australia, um, FPOS, uh, the, uh, the national debit network here, um, Emirates NBD in the Middle East, um, and FIS, uh, one of the largest processors in the world um, in the United States. Wow. And so we have a couple more that we uh, will be announcing fairly soon, but we, a lot of our clients are very large uh, processors or card networks, and you know we're a a, a very uh, a very easy way to uh, <laughs> to enable them to innovate a lot faster, and particularly to connect third party fintechs. So that's one of the things we can talk about a little later. We're really proud of the fact that we're connecting up fintechs yeah. um, to banks. We make that a lot easier. So at, over that five year journey, I and mean, what what for you have kind of been you know, some of the I, I guess the kind of pivotal moments for you, David, when you look back. Well, I think obviously when you, when you have your first, uh, you know, your first client, um, that, that is really key, but particularly for us over the course of the last year, um, you know, while it's been difficult for everybody with COVID and we certainly had, you know, new business, um, these banks were very much focused on lending and solving the problems of their customers. Um, you know, our business grew, you know, continued to grow. Um, I think we've grown about 80% year on year, um, wow. for the last four years. And, you know, we were really fortunate to receive, um, recognition from Deloitte uh, this uh, just this past month um, as the number one fastest growing Australian firm out of their fast 500 oh, fantastic. Um, in Asia Pacific. Yeah. So over the, uh, over the last three years. And so we're, we're very pleased with that. I mean, that's the honor. I mean, Afterpay had that honor two years ago. Um, and so I think especially this past year, we're, we're live actually with dozens of banks and uh, in the United States in particular, um, you know, we, uh, here in the in, in Australia, we've connected up multiple fintechs uh, to the FPOS network, really helping FPOS to you know, further its mission of driving more value yeah. for Australians. So that's fintechs such as Loyalty Now and and Cash Rewards, and we're working with plenty of others such as Incentia Pay and, and and others soon to be announced to really help them uh, take advantage of the FPOS network. But it's this past year, particularly in in having so many banks and services go live um, and driving value. Um, that's been because we're the reason we're doing this is actually making innovation happen faster in a space where typically it doesn't happen fast, if at yeah. all. And that's the that's you know, that's why I got started in this. That's why the problem we're trying to solve. And this past year, we've just had so many um clients really go live. If we look at the kind of the, the where the business is at now, how many people are, are with Verency? Yeah, we've got um a little less than 20. Wow. So uh, we, we keep a very tight team because um, we spent a lot of time on our, our platform and it's uh, heavily automated. Um, we designed that way. We've got a fantastic tech team, um, but designed in, with a level of automation, uh, working with obviously with Amazon, with AWS, um, that enables us to you know scale locally with almost zero resources, um, whether that be in Europe, we're about to announce a major deal, or um, in the U.S., South America, um, 
And so uh, we've you know got a fantastic tech team, and then we've got senior sales resources in um, you know Silicon Valley and, and areas around the world. So um, yeah, we're really just really fortunate to have a fantastic team. Brilliant. And so in terms of kind of international expansion and and further growth, what what plans do you have um, coming up? Well, we we started global. Uh, so once the platform had actually uh, reached uh, kind of a critical mass. Um, you know, from over three years ago, we, um, our U.S. team came on board, um, as well as Middle East um, in the U.K. So we've, um, you know, we actually are active and have clients in almost every geography around the world. So coming up for us, uh, we'll be announcing you know, a major client um, in Europe, uh, as well as um, uh, another major client of card network um, based in Asia Pacific and the Middle East. So we're just, we're continuing on particularly with some of the larger clients with the processors and, and card networks. Um, yeah. And yeah, just right now we're very much in that scaling stage of uh, just continuing to expand. How, how does it make you feel when you kind of think back to those days where you're actually in build mode without customers and kind of, you know, thinking, <laughs> did, did you ever think this day would come? <laughs> well, I wish it'd come a lot sooner. As, yeah. as, as, any, as any as any CEO, uh, I'm sure you know, you've had start. some hairy moments along the way the last five years. Oh, every moment's hairy because I think when you have when you're in a startup uh, in particular, you know it's all about momentum and you know the growth that you've got balanced against the the capital that you have and and the challenge. Um, you know the the big difference between a B to C uh, startup, which is a J curve, which is typically technology light. Um, and the kind of platform we are, I mean, we have a very heavy capital cost up front and we have a very heavy base capital cost, uh, because of what we are, um, we're a payments processor. And, um, even though we don't, you know, we aren't a, a, you know, we're not processing commodity payments, but that's the level of infrastructure we have that we replicate for every client. And so when you've, you know, when you're, you know, I'll call it FinTech 2.0, which is really about the plumbing and the market infrastructure, that base capital cost is, is very high. And so, you know, I struggle all the time with, you know, being able to drive, you know, the revenue and clients um, faster um, against that, that capital cost. And it, it's harder because in a J curve B to C, you see it more, you see it immediately. Um, you know, in ours, in our buying cycle, you know, our clients are banks and processors. And so we go through yeah. due diligence. Uh, you got to romance them for 12, 80 months, right? Before you see a cent. It's quite 18 months, but it is, it is, uh, it is very much, a, a, a anywhere from four to 12 months. Yeah. Um, and that, that aspect of the buying cycle, and then it's five, six, seven months as things are implemented. And then only then do you start to see, you know, some, uh, you know, other volumes come on. That's the, you know, that's the challenge. How, you, how have you kept the investors at bay then when, you know, you've had to kind of explain that, look, you know, to stop. Yeah. Cause the, the, the natural thing to happen, right. Is they look and go payments. Oh, well, after pays payments, why are you not doing what after pay are doing very different business model, as you've mentioned. Yeah, and we, we've been really fortunate to have uh, you know an excellent set of investors, and we've we've got a large set of investors. We do have a couple of funds in this, but also we're we're really looking to move uh, probably institutional in our next round coming up. Um, but it's been you know it, it's we were fortunate to be able to recognize we're solving a problem for the long term, and you know it's very very patient. Mm. Um, you know, which means there's up and downs. Um, you know, because the trade off on ours is as we get past a certain point, you know, we're very much 
merchant annuity business. And um, that, you know, it's about can we get there faster, you know, or sooner, but we're, we're absolutely on the right path. And we're just really fortunate to have, you know, investors that understand that it is, it is a long journey. Brilliant. Now, you know, Verency has been part of the fintech ecosystem for quite a few years now. And, you know, you've been kind of fairly, fairly you know, active in the, the community as well. How does it make you feel when you kind of look back and, and see where the, the industry is now here in Australia? Yeah, well, fantastic. I mean, I think we're we're very lucky to be represented by um, a good industry body with FinTech Australia. Um, if you look at some of the uh, the national um, bodies, particularly in payments, such as uh, you know, such as FPOS, they're absolutely um, dedicated and focused towards driving you know greater FinTech participation. Um, but I think we've got a, a thriving ecosystem. We're really fortunate because we are active uh, around the world, and we enable you know about one in eight, one in nine fintechs to connect to um to banks and processors so we've got quite a view we've got a big yeah. partnerships arm with about 43 fintech partners around the world um so we see we're active very active in silicon valley in europe and so on and and i think australia's got a very vibrant um very vibrant ecosystem it's you know certainly strong um in a number of areas buy now pay later being obviously one of them um and you know we've got a, a huge amount of talent here so it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's absolutely great to see. I think where, you know, where Australia, you know, probably could be even better is if you look at it, it's access to capital. It's certainly not the same yeah. um, as Silicon Valley or in, in parts of Europe um, yeah. as well. But we're, we're lucky here, I think, uh, as I look, you know, at the ecosystem that we've got and a lot of good people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, David. We haven't got a talent chal- challenge. Um, I think what, what we do have is maybe you know, there's a not enough relevance or, or context to, you know, scaling fintech as you would in, say, the US or the UK. And I think the more that we get people who've gone on that journey with Afterpay, I think, you know, we're going to start to see that actually, you know, the, the talent's always been there. They just ha- have the context of what it's like to scale an organization. Um, so, yeah, I've, I kind of totally agree with everything you've said there. Um, now. This is the People's Choice Award, David, um, and I guess this is where the the public and the the you know the ecosystem gets the to vote for who they'd like to see win the award. Um, what would you say is you know the the kind of thing that you're most proud of when you look back over this last twelve months? Well, I'd say, Dector, first off, we're honored enough just to be in this group. So uh, the fact if, uh, you know, we'd be lucky enough to win, I think we're already already happy enough to be in it. Um, I think the thing we're most proud of is that um, we're connecting over the last 12 months, we've connected multiple fintechs um, to banks. Um, and help them go live. So mm-hmm. in the United States, um, working with Impact, um, which is a charity aggregator, you know, we've helped bring them live um, with dozens of banks where people are now donating to charity um, as a part of the course of their everyday spending. And here in in Australia, um, through our, our wonderful relationship with FPOS, you know, we've been able to connect a number of uh, of fintechs in the industry to. FPOS, and we've got a number more that are in process right now. So probably more than anything else, it's been that, that we've actually been able to demonstrate concrete value to mm. the ecosystem of which we're a part. Brilliant. And uh, what, what does the future hold for Verency, David? Any, any exciting news you can share? 
Yeah, we do have some exciting news. We um, we've just announced um, a major deal with Visa. Um, wow, we are you know very pleased not only to become a uh, fintech connect partner for them globally um, and obviously Visa ready, um, but to sign a major. Um, a major service delivery agreement with them where we'll be announcing even uh, kind of further services uh, over the course of the coming months. Um, but that's been uh, been a long time to make and we're really pleased to be uh, to be working with them. And that is in the uh, that's not in Australia, that's in the, the Middle East and in Asia Pacific. Um, so we're really pleased about that. And then we also expect uh, we can't announce yet, but expect to have some news uh, with regards to a major European uh, processor as well in the very near future. So we're, we're really pleased uh, um, to be able to announce some of the expansion that we've got. Brilliant. Well, David, it's been fantastic to chat with you. Congrats to you and everybody at Verency for, you know, as you say, making it to the finals every year. Keep saying this, the competition gets tougher and tougher. And, you know, so for you to be in, in such esteemed company, I can guarantee you with what you've achieved this t- last 12 months, a couple of years ago, you probably would have been dead set to win the award. Now I can't pick anybody because I think it's just amazing how the industry's come along and how, you know, it seems like all ships are rising with the tide. So fantastic, fantastic effort this last year, David. Thanks, Dexter. Now we're absolutely honored and really appreciate uh, your time today. FinTech Organization of the Year Award is sponsored by Vocus. Thank you, Vocus, for your support in making the Finneys a reality. We look forward to seeing everyone on the 9th of June in Melbourne. And don't forget to make your vote in the People's Choice Awards. 